Namaste. We read today a very beautiful prayer of the mother which is written a couple of days after she has met Shurabindo. And as we know that her prayers are a way to show to the aspiring soul in man, she has also said this is the purpose of prayers and meditation, the attitude we must take, what is the path of yoga. So when we come to the divine, we come with all kinds of our mental notions, ideas, conceptions, and we want to judge and weigh the divine based on that. So there are people who even come and say, Shurabindo says this, Gandhiji says that, somebody else says that, I have read this, uh, I have read that. This is not the path of yoga, this mental debate, discussion, analysis. It's all right, it's a preparation of the mind, that's all. It's like what Sri Ramakrishna said, if you uh, churn the water, no Makhan will come out of it, no butter. You have to churn milk, then only butter will come out. So it is churning the mind and trying to weigh one's own little mind against the infinite mind of God. But the right attitude, the true attitude is when we come to the divine, the mother says in beautifully in her collected works, volume 3, that we must be ready to let go of all conceptions, all ideas, all opinions and hang only by the Slender thread of faith. And then she says to leave behind the past entirely. What does it mean? Our family, our religion, our goal, everything must then be the divine. So this is what we see actually beautifully depicted in this prayer. And when we again and again see that the divine mother who has realized all these wonderful things, that's why, you know, it's very difficult for yogis to surrender. And this is what she's teaching even to yogis. When somebody said it would have been very nice if men like Vivekananda were your disciples, he said, no, sir. First of all, it's very doubtful whether they would agree. And if they agree perchance, whether the pressure of this yoga and the ordinary humanity will not show up. So, mother is already, we can really say she's Yogi Yogeshwari because all the paths of yoga she knows. She's not just a yogini or a guide who knows one path of yoga. And yet, look at her surrender and humility. April 3rd, 1914. Four days after she has met Shurbindo. April 3rd, 1914. It seems to me that I am being born into a new life. And that all the methods and habits of the past can no longer be of any use. All our previous effort, our way of thinking that I must do, there are people who want to hold on to the past methods. I have done this way of meditation, I have done this kind of mala jap, I have done that. It is of no use. Something else is there which has to come up and that something else is complete surrender, sincerity, faith, devotion, things which are within us. It's not something outward. So it says, it seems to me that what was once a result is now only a preparation. All our achievements count for really nothing. And this should be our state perpetually. I feel as if I have done, as if I had done nothing yet. As if I had not lived the spiritual life. As if I was only entering upon the way which leads to it. 
it seems to me that i know nothing that i am incapable of formulating anything that all experience is yet to commence what a perfect lesson in humility what a perfect surrender of all her wonderful experiences and in place keeping everything at the feet of the lord ready to be completely born in you that let me be what you want me to be it doesn't matter what i have been now this he is doing as a yogini as a yog yogeshwari not and we are so hesitant to renounce even our intellectual ideas viewpoints thoughts opinions our degrees our prestige our honor our uh, visiting card which counts for nothing and even that we are not ready to leave now here is a lesson the mother is giving us a beautiful lesson it is as if i was stripped of all my past of my errors as well as my conquests as if all that had disappeared to give place to one new born whose whole existence has yet to take shape it is a beautiful poem by amir khusro when he goes to meet his guru so what should be our state when we meet the guru it's very beautifully sung also He says, अपनी छब बना के मैं पीसे मिलन गई आई मेड माई सेल्फ डिड लॉट ऑफ मेकअप ट्राई टू पुट द बेस्ट ऑर्नामेंट द बेस्ट ड्रेस एंड एवरी थिंग टू मीट माई बिलव इट बट वॉट हैपन वेन आई मेट हिम जब छब देखी उसकी तो अपनी छब भूल गई फर्स्ट आई फॉर गॉट हु एम आई आई जस्ट remembered my master so many people who went to mother typical example of singapore's ex president he is looking all around and said what will i tell mother okay i will tell her great job done great lady <laughs> like that he is thinking but when he goes to the mother he says i forgot myself just put myself in her lap so jab chhab dekhi uski to apni chhab bhul gayi chhap tilak sab chini mo se nena milai ke just by a glance he took away all my trappings and strappings and all my show and sham and all pretensions all the beautiful things by which i was covering myself isn't it the same like gopis who whom krishna says that you must take off your robe of virtue your robe of shame everything and be just as you are before the lord this is the same story but mother is revealing its esoteric significance and the right state that she drops of the past and is like a newborn that's why many time when people went on birthdays to the mother or came for the first time she would give those little uh plant which is which she has named as new birth it means to, and it in ancient india it was called as dwij uh, becoming newborn twice born and that was the original sense of baptism it was not accepting a formal religion sometime people were given new name so she has entered there and she has become no i am ready to be newborn newborn means there is no more past who has no karma no experience it can profit by but no error either which it must repair so everything the past is gone 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 completely my head is empty of all knowledge and all certitude but also of all vain thought so the vice and the virtue the bad the good the illusion of knowledge the certitudes premature certitude they are all gone they will come again she describes that but now they will come as a result of the action of the higher truth and not of 
the past. So we have to be ready to renounce every time all our past to be able to be born anew to newer and newer vistas of knowledge. That is why this knowledge cannot come by a scholarly way because scholarly way is to be stuck to the past. We pick up from this book, that book, uh, even in uh, writing or speaking, we do the same thing over and over again. No, it has to be newborn. One has to be ready to be newborn each moment before the divine. I feel that if I can surrender without any resistance to this state, if I do not strive to know or understand, if I consent to be completely like a child, ignorant and candid, some new possibility will open before me. See what a profound, simple way of explaining the profound truth of the Ishapanishad. Avigyatam vijanata, avigyatam avijanata. He who knows it, knows it not. He who has not the thought of it knows it. If one thinks I know it, one knows it not. If one thinks I possess it, possess it not. But he who is not the thought of it, who is not striving and laboring by the thought to know, receives the true knowledge. He who has surrendered himself completely to the Lord, becomes spontaneously, all his actions become one with the omnipotent. Then this new possibility opens. I know that I must now definitively give myself up and be like a page absolutely blank on which thy thought, thy will, O Lord, will be able to inscribe themselves freely. Right now, in our page of life or a book of life, we have one little page given to God. Or in the page of life, we have one little corner given to him. Like many of us write Ma on top when we send a letter. And at the end we write in the service of the mother at the mother's feet. In between it is all ours. It's not that. It's not important what we write at the top or below. What is important is that all through and through it is our own sincerity with connection with her that we are expressing. Nothing of our own ego or trying to please somebody or anything like that. So this is what she is revealing to us so beautifully that may I be like a absolutely blank page before you. Without any thoughts, without any opinions, without any viewpoint so that the divine can write freely on it. Secure against all deformation. So that's again that if there is handwriting she has to write and scribble and we try to hide even things somebody went uh, to take mother's signature and on a book on which he had already written his name so he put a pasted paper over it and then he put it to the mother and mother immediately sees it and says you know whatever you try to hide becomes even more evident prominent so she would say that never hide anything from the divine so this is what she says, that may I be like a blank page, nothing of my mind should deform by its own ideas and viewpoints. And when she discovers this, now somebody would say, oh I have become like stupid, there was this famous instance of uh, Alexandra David Neal who asked, um, sometimes when my mind goes blank, I think I am becoming stupid and Shurbindo semi-humorously uh, replied to her, he said yes, there is a state when one doesn't know whether one is becoming intelligently stupid or stupidly intelligent. <laughs> this was his way of, uh, you know, the Isha Upanishad's uh, thing. Uh, we don't know whether she understood and how much she understood. But it's a state in which all knowledge is offered. I know nothing. I can do nothing. I am nothing, as she says in one of the prayers. And then what happens? An immense gratitude rises from my heart. I seem to have at last arrived on the threshold, at the threshold, which I have so long sought. 
and she describes this experience that she had constructed a very high system based on her experiences. See, the entire cosmic tradition was like that. She used to write very high, profound philosophical system and everything smashed. When she sat at Shirobindo's feet, all of that just went away immediately and a vast silence filled her being. Grant, O Lord, that I may be pure enough so what is purity? It is nothing to do with moral purity, our conceptions of purity, but something much higher. Purity is to be always under the divine influence. Impersonal enough, which means no more preferences. Animated enough, full of enthusiasm and joy. Animated enough with thy divine love to be able to cross it definitively. So it is only the divine love, it is that state of being completely under the divine influence and a vast impersonality that allows us to cross into that home of truth, which is also the home of love. As somebody says, that this is the house of love and not the house of your aunt. You have to cut off your head and keep it outside, then only you can enter. So normally we of course open our slippers and enter, which is like for the moment subconscious is kept outside. But we wear it as soon as we go. But we have to also go with that state that our head we must bow, meaning thereby this I surrender to you. Somebody asked Sri Ramakrishna, that is it true that when we take a bath in Ganges, all our sins get purified? He said, yes. He said, but I don't see it. He said, naturally, because people open their clothes outside uh, before taking a dip, then they walk into the Ganges. When they come back, they wear the same clothes. Meaning thereby we start taking up the same old nature, the same old habits, instead of really allowing ourselves to be changed. So that purification is very momentary. We go to the Samadhi, we go to Sherbindu's room, very momentarily we forget ourselves. When we come back, we don't want to change our nature, we want to lead our life just as it is. That doesn't help. That is cross in sincerity. Once we take a dip in the Ganges, our whole effort should be no more of these clothes. And she, the mother says that this is the reversal of consciousness. Instead of rubbing the stains one by one, she says a great mystic once said, you have to change the entire dress. Now this is what, you know, that Chadarya, Joki Dhardini, also that Inayat Khan, this in all likelihood Inayat Khan whom she had met in France, he is the one who must have said, he said, I know a Sufi mystic who said, instead of washing the stains one by one, one has to completely change the entire dress. So whatever he may have meant by it is something different, but she took it like that, that yes, the entire dress must go away. And a new dress must come. So this is the symbol of Sri Krishna taking away all the clothes of the gopis and then giving it from him, which is very different. That now they are no more your clothes. I am giving to you and therefore these clothes which Sri Krishna now gives the, to the gopi become relics. They become carry his stamp, his fragrance, his love and they become something very special. Oh, to belong to thee without any darkness of restriction. So this is the state we must aspire for to become entirely belong to the divine. We read it again, April 3rd, 1914. It seems to me that I am being born into a new life and that all the methods and habits of the past can no longer be of any use. It seems to me that what was once a result is now only a preparation I feel as if I had done nothing yet. As if I had not lived the spiritual life. As if I was only entering upon the way 
which leads to it. It seems to me that I know nothing, that I am incapable of formulating anything, that all experience is yet to commence. It is as if I was stripped of all my past, of my errors, as well as my conquests, as if all that had disappeared to give place to one newborn whose whole existence has yet to take shape, who has no karma, no experience it can profit by, but no error either which it must repair. My head is empty of all knowledge and all certitude, but also of all vain thought. I feel that if I can surrender without any resistance to this state, if I do not strive to know or understand, if I consent to be completely like a child, ignorant and candid, some new possibility will open before me. I know that I must now definitively give myself up and be like a page absolutely blank on which thy thought, thy will, O Lord, will be able to inscribe themselves freely, secure against all deformation. An immense gratitude rises from my heart. I seem to have at last arrived at the threshold which I have so long sought Grant, O Lord, that I may be pure enough, impersonal enough, animated enough with thy divine love to be able to cross it definitively. O to belong to thee without any darkness of restriction. This is what Savitri says. At first, she stepped into a night of God. The Maharatri before the Siddhidatri. Thank you.